0: Hey everybody, welcome to the With Podcast, 21st episode. Uh, We're going to try once again, uh, and we're so grateful for you joining with us, uh, to engage our conversation, how we are to wrap our head, heart, and hands around one simple act of being human, uh, how to be with. And as we've conversed over the last several weeks, uh, with comes in lots of different opportunities, with God, with others, and with ourselves. Uh, so some weeks ago, we, uh, the Farinbox, invested in a blow-up pool because in this locale and this climate if you're outside for any extended length of time there's got to be water. Am I right? Be it a misting device, a a sprinkler, said pool of some size and shape, a, a glass of it to either drink or just pour on yourself or a neighbor. Even a wet towel would suffice. But water is a necessity. Now, normally, we, the Ferenbachs, would go to the beach on these summer days, but as we're trying to limit unnecessary proximity to crowds of others due to the pandemic, we don't do that as much. And, And normally, we would just frequent our neighborhood pool daily, if not multiple times a day, with watermelon in tow. A side note, have you noticed that watermelon doesn't taste as good inside a house, leaning over bowl with a napkin in your hand? The flavors of this magnificent fruit are vastly different when each bite without a care runs down your face and hands. Am I right? Anyway, I digress. This is what we normally do, but our pool is closed and a pandemic is afoot. Normal is not where we are, is it? So, we did an abnormal thing and bought a blow-up pool. We were all excited about the purchase for various different reasons, to be honest. Some of us in the Fehrenbach family had visions of swimming laps and playing games in this little pool, while others of us were pleased with the ability to provide an outdoor, outside-the-house activity that would be fun. Uh, Suffice it to say, we were all looking forward to the inflatable addition to our family excited as we were, uh, the first few times the pool was used I, Christoph, actually inflated it and deflated it. I mean, <laughs> I-, I held the device that did the work, but still I held that small divine machine gladly and with a good attitude. Anyway, I held the magical inflating and deflating machine blowing up the pool, filling it with water, emptying the pool when it was done being used, rinsed it out, deflated it, and then put it away each Time, the first few times, pretty quickly that was new, exciting, entered into with gusto, actually became an annoying chore. As I pined for what I could not have, normal, the energy I had to even offer the pool to the kids waned. It went from "Hey, do you guys want to use the pool?" "Hey, do you guys want me to get the pool out again?" to a bit of a complaint from the kids, why aren't you filling up the pool as much? Can you get the pool out for us, Dad? Hey, Dad, why do you look so angry when you're going to get the pool again? (laughs) The inflating and filling and emptying and rinsing and deflating turned into inflating, filling, emptying, rinsing and uh, leaning on the fence. Then it turned into dragging it from the lean position on the fence and filling and emptying, rinsing and leaning on the fence to dragging it from the lean position on the fence, filling and just leaving it, hoping raccoons and bunnies wouldn't swim in it or drown it because finding carcasses in the pool probably wouldn't sit well with the kids in the next morning. It turned into emptying, rinsing, and every couple of days doing that. Refreshing the water, of course, every time they used it because, hey, I'm not a monster. Finally, I devolved to just leaving it in place for, well... Too long. Too many days went by. Let's just say that. We were planning to get away for a couple of days, so I waited and waited until that day. To be honest, I became avoidant. Knowing what lurked under the pool was not going to be pleasant. I smelled it before I ever even entertained the thought of moving and cleaning it. Nobody else caught a whiff of it. I knew it was there, and so I smelled it. There's another podcast there for another day about how you yourself are usually always aware of what only you know is in your life, no matter how much you try to ignore it or act like it isn't there. It is amazing what a few days of dead grass can smell like. (laughs) I had convinced my family, once the smell did start to prove itself, that certainly some of our neighbors were fertilizing their yards or doing something in their gardens. I mean, come on, Christoph. who uses manure anymore to fertilize the yard? Nobody. I remember some years ago, one of my close friends, Austin, who's from Boston, uh, came by a house of ours, which actually did butt up against a farm with cows there. So there was an occasional smell of cow manure because cows were on the farm. I remember one time Austin came over and the smell was particularly strong that day. And he looked at me with this quizzical look and said, good Lord. Why does your house smell like elephants? I think we could all agree nobody wants your life or your house or your reasonable personal space to smell like elephants. There's this passage that Paul writes to the Corinthians. He says, but thanks be to God who in Christ always leads us in triumphal procession, movement, going from place to place. And through us, he spreads the fragrance, the smell of the knowledge of him everywhere. Just pause. If you can think for a moment or imagine, what does the smell of God's presence, what does that smell like? Verse 15, for we are the aroma, the fragrance of Christ to God among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To one, a fragrance from death to death. To the other, a fragrance from life to life. Who is sufficient for these things? We are not like so many peddlers of God's word, but as men of sincerity, as commissioned by God in the sight of God, we speak in Christ. The perspective of our lives would produce the fragrance and the aroma. And from one, it's death to death. From to another, it's life to life. It's an unpleasant smell. It's a pleasant smell based not on some subjectivity but our perspective is we are leaning into it personally as we are making efforts or we are choosing to not make the efforts as God leads us and his spirit fills us back to my story as we were packing the family van for our aforementioned getaway I used that space to deal with the pool while everybody was in the front yard filling the van and doing work I went to the backyard and did that work Asa and Jude both smelled it but didn't mention it I mean the smell wafted over the entire house around the corner and to the van that the boys were packing up I think they didn't mention it because each assumed something was wrong digestively with the other. That is until Ace concluded it was not Jude or he reached a point where he just didn't care if it was Jude, he's going to say something. But I think that he concluded it was something in the van. He looked at me and said, hey, hey, dad, is that smell going to be there for the drive? <laughs> what I find to be most difficult about the blow up pool and that decaying smell That smell of rot underneath it. And and to be sure, drawing the line of this new normal of ours, which in the scheme of things has only been a number of days, weeks, and months. It really hasn't been all that long. The difficult thing for me, and I'm talking about the pool as much as we are the pandemic, is engaging the inertia. The initiation of the different things made more difficult because normal, Seems at my disposal, though it isn't. Everything else seems like, and sometimes if I'm honest, I forget that we're not in our normal. We are no longer in what has now become old. And I stop engaging what is actually the new. I'll give you another example. Uh, From the age of 13 or 14 until the age of 20 or 21, I had long hair. I mean, really long hair. Ponytail all the way down the middle of my back. And for some reason, I decided it was time to, I don't know, grow up or whatever. I cut my hair. And for weeks, I forgot when I would take a shower, I would use too much shampoo. I would brush my hair as if I still had long hair all the way down the middle of my back. When I walked down the sidewalk and the wind would blow, I would almost get frightened by the sensations of fear hair and my head feeling the wind rather than having the ponytail of many years because I was used to it that old that normal although it had been gone for days and weeks I still expected it to be there how attached we are to the normal the now which has become old how that new the new so quickly becomes annoying and cantankerous especially in light of what we want which is actually no longer an option. How vital it is for all of us to engage where we are with what we have so we can fully partner with God for that sweet-smelling aroma of death to self rather than the decaying of the old. We all would rather avoid our lives smelling like elephants. I think it takes a few things. We need to acknowledge the effort to enter into the new acknowledge that it takes energy and creativity to live in our now rather than pining for the past. Secondly, we have to work daily. To be honest, emptying the pool took mere moments, but I just didn't want to do it. It was moments that I'd rather be doing something else or I was a little bit bitter and frustrated that I had to do that when I never had to do that in my previous 38 years on this planet. And listen, to that point, It's not a lot. I recognize that it feels like a lot, but if we're honest with ourselves, it's probably a little, but it takes daily work. And finally, I think we would be well served to find ways and means to honor what is no longer while forging something of the future, because otherwise we do. We slip and slide into being bitter and frustrated that we can no longer have what is not an option but rather use the energy we do have to engage our moments as we have them. Now, may you, in the way of our Christ, go be with and care for yourself as God cares for and is with you.